it's time to talk about all things mental health. This is Get Mental with Cecile Ahrens. As a seasoned licensed therapist, Cecile is the owner of Transcend Therapy and is here to inform, guide, and connect you on the big and small everyday happenings that affect our mental and emotional well-being. Cecile is passionate about making a lasting and positive impact on people, connecting them to their own wisdom and strength while having a little fun along the way. Get ready to challenge the power of your human spirit. It's time to get mental. And now here's your host, Cecile Ahrens. All the things they say should matter, corrupted by the senseless chatter. This is Gary Quackenbush. I'm so happy to uh, to be here today where we talk about not financial wealth, but f- mental wealth and emotional wealth. And we have determined and decided that being wealthy is the condition of enoughness. So to talk about some incredible things, like I'm seriously, I'm going to ask a question. What is EMDR? It's a really interesting thing we're going to learn from Cecile Ahrens. Cecile, this is Gary. Welcome to the show. So glad to have you in studio. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you, Gary. I'm, I'm excited to be here. So thank you for having me. Well, I'm just glad that we have Noah, our show producer, who can uh, who knows so many wonderful people like you. He um, he's saying your praises um, about what a wonderful person you are and what a great uh, personality you are to have on the radio show. So we're, we're I'm absolutely thrilled to have you on and to kind of carry our charge. Um, you know, I, if four days a week I'm you know doing this show because it it, it produces my business and um, makes sure that you know we can help people with our estate planning and financial needs. And then on Fridays we've. We're kind of going. We're really pushing hard to just really get into the into basically mental health and dealing with the kind of stuff that just doesn't get dealt with enough. And that's why I love having people like you on the show. So I really, really am excited to be able to talk to you. And you know, Gary, when it comes to mental health, to have people, you talked about leading the charge. And we talk about going to the gym and how our physical bodies are important. And I was just having a conversation with Cecile right before the show. And in the last couple of years, we've all been through COVID. I can safely say that all of us have been affected mentally in some space. And that's what people like Cecile are here for, because she realizes the importance of that and wants to be able to help everybody, no matter their perspective on life. We all need to be balanced and get through to this on the other side. Exactly. And I think that's really a great place to start. Um, uh, Cecile, you've had um, you know, over 20 years experience working in, in this field, you know, as a, um, as a LCSW and then you're a CEAP. So I want, if you would start out just a little bit and just kind of tell us a little bit about who you are. And then my big question really is going to be, um, what have you seen in the pandemic because of it in the last couple of years? What are you? What are some things that we really need to be kind of on the lookout for? And then as we go through the show, we want to talk about kind of resolving some of those issues. Sure. Thank you so much again. So, my name is Cecile Ahrens, and um, first of all, I'm a who am I? That's a loaded question for mental health professionals. Yeah, um, that's right. Who are you and where would you want to be right now, right? What is your meaning and purpose? No, I'm kidding. So, um, so Go ahead with that. <laughs> I'm going to need five hours. No, I'm kidding. So I am the owner of um, a private practice called Transcend Therapy. We have two locations in, Cal- in San Diego, and we uh, specialize in trauma recovery. We mainly work with adults, but we also work with uh, 
uh, children, couples, families. We have group therapy. So that's, um, that's what keeps me busy. And I'm also, as you mentioned, EMDR trained, and we can talk about that a little later if you have some questions about that. Oh, yes, for sure. And CAP basically stands for um, Certified Employee Assistance Professional. So it's a certification that um, just additional, basically it's additional training um, on being able to support uh, and. Uh, clients with specific employee-employer issues, and it also is a specialty certification for uh, therapists who want to also support employers who are experiencing um, a range of employee issues in the workplace. And so that's a, a little uh, a passion of mine as well, is to okay. be able to support the workplace because a lot of times, right, as you know, we spend so much of our time at work. Oh my gosh. We spend so much time at work. Yeah. And I think once you start to realize it, just how, what an incredible amount of time we do spend at work. I, you know, that's why I keep emphasizing with my team. I go, you guys, we really have to like, like each other, like (laughs) a lot because we are together more in the team than you will be with your spouses. And they go like, Oh wow, that's weird. But that's so true. We are here a lot. We are here a lot. So, um, let's talk about, let's jump right into, effects of the pandemic. I mean, what have, what have you seen going on that we really need to, like maybe we're just kind of not really seeing as a result of the pandemic? So, you know, the, the big one really is increased depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can bottom line it, those are the top two issues. And so what that looks like is some, um, a person may never have had severe depression or anxiety and it started because of the pandemic, Hmm. or they already had it, right? A pre-existing condition, and it's gotten worse. For for a small minority of people, um, they've been, you know, fortunately in my practice, a small minority has been economically impacted So we have to deal with that as well, the stress of that, the trauma of losing a job, or um, the the nuance of having to work from home. Not everybody likes to work from home, you know? Um, So there's many layers to it, but from a mental health perspective, it's really uh, what I see all the time is depression, anxiety, helplessness, anger, frustration, and just overall fatigue. COVID fatigue, emotional fatigue from it all. And the, you know, the helplessness is really around the indefiniteness of Mm -hmm. this whole thing. The fact that we don't know when it's really going to end and when we're going to be back to quote unquote normal, that's really hard, you know, to, Mm -hmm. to, to live with when, um, yeah, as a, as a person. So during the pandemic, um, it's it's very. I mean, isolation is one. It is really a big deal. I mean, we spend. We typically we do spend a lot of time at work, and then many people will not be able to spend any time at work at all. They're still working, but they're at home. They're isolated now. They have their computer screens and or three screens like I have. And sure, and, you know, when you go home and work, it's like, well, wait a minute, I'm not around people. I can't hear them laughing. I can't hear them kind of getting into things. I can't hear you know the, the interaction. I can't hear the phone yeah, ring. And do, and do you think? And I think Cecile would agree with me, but I think it's because we're built and everybody's different. Some people are more extroverted. Some people are more introverted. But for the most part, humans are social creatures. We need that interaction. 
100 percent yeah we are wired for connection Exactly. And that, and that's really what we uh, kind of our whole our, our study as we, you know, as human beings, as we kind of grow and go through life, you start to realize everything has to do with relationships and interactions. And then suddenly they're taken away. And initially we were thinking, oh, it's a, it, you know, it's a pandemic. And I know my feeling was, oh, yeah, but we got so much technology and and, and you know, and we will knock this thing out. You know, we're going to figure out what it is. We're going to have a vaccine in like in, in three months or mm-hmm. something like that. And then here we are. You know, now we're going, well, you know, that one kind of it's all these and then all this stuff involved in it that we're not sure. Like, am I supposed to really be isolating? How long? What is that? What is that supposed to be? And there's a lot of confusion in that. Right. But but Cecile, from from your perspective, I mean, because you're dealing with with basically trauma. Right. And this Mm -hmm. is this is really trauma for people. And and this this for, you know, depending on where you are in kind of your life cycle, these this could be the the trauma that in, you know, 20 years from now, people are going, yeah, my childhood trauma was a pandemic. And geez, I I wash my I'll wash the skin off my hands. You know, it's like what are some things that we could be doing as, you know, as as a society right now, like, um, you know, to kind of help overcome some of this helplessness, anger, frustration, the things that we or many people, maybe people, loved ones or families, um, how can we kind of overcome some of that as a, as a group? So I think it's really important <clears throat> to focus on the things that you can control, especially mm-hmm. in a situation where, where, again, right, there's so, so much we don't know about when this is going to end and what new rules may come. And, you know, maybe there might be a fourth booster or fifth booster or whatever that is, right? Like there's just so many unknowns still, even though we've been into this, you know, for the third year. So focusing on what you can control, um, educating yourself on the facts, knowing your risk so that you can make the most informed decision for yourself. And if I, I like may that. say so, as, as, as a society, I think we also need to work on really learning how to just respect where people are at with this you know, um, and not, you know, not kind of impose your beliefs on how it should go and what other people should do. I think we need to go back to the basics of, you know, stay in your lane, focus on what's best for you and your family. Well, and you and I talked about that right before the show again, Cecile, where it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, there's so many different things and aspects of what we've been through, what we're going through. And it's okay for us to have these different views and different opinions about how we need to proceed to what's best for us, but don't criticize or don't put down somebody don't shame else because them. they don't look at it the same way. Yeah, don't sh- exactly. don't be so quick to shame or judge. You know, I have this very fortunate opportunity where I get to talk to people from all walks of life and it's usually in the therapy room that, you know, people are really honest and transparent about how they really feel. And I've seen people on the spectrum of of, you know, different political beliefs, different Um, thoughts on vaccination. It's not one party that thinks more of one ideology over another. That's actually not true. Um, And that's not what I see in the room. So, you know, just, I think we need to just be more, more kind and respectful as well. 
I really appreciate that. So we are um, going to come up against a break here in a second. You're listening to The Word on Wealth with me, Gary Quackenbush, and my new friend, Cecile Ahrens. She is a LCSW therapist that deals with trauma, and we are talking about the effects of the pandemic and how to kind of make things a little bit better. Um, her website is transcendtherapy.com, transcendtherapy.com, and you can look her up, find out about her team, what she's up to, and what she is about. We're going to talk about EMDR when we get back. Very fascinating, super effective uh, thing that therapists are using, the ones that are good. EMDR. When we get back, we're going to talk to Cecile and ask her what that's all about. We'll be. All right, we are here with. Uh, <clears throat> here we go again. All right, everybody, we are here with uh, our special therapist from Transcend Therapy. And by the way, the website, I said it wrong, it's Transcend Therapy CA, like Transcend Therapy. California, Transcend Therapy CA. Uh, Cecile Ahrens is here with us and we are talking about uh, mental health and how to how we're getting through, like how we're doing or not during the pandemic. And we basically, um, just kind of a, a quick summary that I love, I just love to do this for our listeners, it, just really quick, is like, you know, during the pandemic, we've seen an increase in depression and anxiety. Um, you know, those are like diagnosable uh, yes. conditions that can be dealt with. And, and I love her. It, the way, you know, kind of the, the kind of, if I could take a conclusion, it's like, don't be quick to shame or judge people, especially what's going on, whether the person is wearing a mask or not, why they're wearing a mask or not. I mean, you know, I would feel like if somebody's wearing a mask, it used to be like before the pandemic, oh my gosh, they must be sick. Well, the thing that's really cool about that is if you are sick, you should wear a mask and we should be thankful that you're doing that, you know? And it's like, oh, that person is wearing a mask because... I don't know, maybe they're vulnerable. Maybe they, they can't take that risk. Maybe like Cecile was saying, you know, we have to kind of be educated and evaluate our risks and we are all at different levels in that. So don't be quick to judge, don't judge at all. And certainly don't shame people for, for making the best decisions that they can. Cause we are all in this whirlwind of the pandemic, trying to make our best decisions and deal with our family and spouses and kids and all this stuff. And we're doing the best we can. Um, yeah, if I could just piggyback on that too. Absolutely. <clears throat> so an example to that that I'd like to share is, you know, you can also um, negotiate your needs, right? You can create safety for yourself. My clients hear me say that a lot. And what that lo could look like is, for example, I was in line to get a PCR test because um, a few of my family members contracted COVID. And mm -hmm. so I was in this line and I was there for almost two hours and there was a person behind me who was not wearing a mask and was coughing. So after that, I was just like, okay, let me just kind of observe what's going on here. I'm a little worried, um, but I'm not going to say anything right now. And then after a few minutes, I hear him talk to somebody behind him um, where he was saying he thinks he had COVID a few days ago, but maybe, you know, it's not as, um, he wasn't sure, but he, he thinks maybe he might have some of the symptoms, but it was a few, a few days ago, something along those lines. And that's mm -hmm. when I turned around and I respectfully, here's where the kindness and respectful thing comes in. I respectfully said, would you mind, sir, would you mind please putting your mask on, you know, um, not, not to disrespect kind of your position on that, but I do have a high risk person at home. And I was just wondering if you'd be willing to put your mask on. And as, as soon as I said that he put his mask on, there was no animosity, you know, we were friendly with each other. So th that's my point is that I think like, even if on the, on the, 
on your first impression, it may seem like this person is acting a certain way. You know, give them the benefit of the doubt. Speak up. Mm-hmm. Say something. Mm-hmm. Negotiate your needs and see what happens. I love that's perfect. I love that. Mm-hmm. Benefit of the doubt. Negotiate your needs. You know, communicate with people. People yeah. are doing the best they can. Right. People are doing the best they can. Right. Um, and some of the things now when we're dealing with um, depression and anxiety and the other, you know, types of, of conditions that we run into, and I'm sure you, well, obviously you run into it constantly, um, you, there's one type of therapy that you're using, and that's the EMDR. Yes. Um, can you talk about that briefly and help us understand? Because, and then, like in your practice, how what what kind of if you took a percent is like okay, we use this seventy percent of the time on seventy percent of the patients or whatever. How does that work? So, what is EMDR, sure. and then how how what's the mechanics of it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, please. So EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. So it's a lot mm-hmm. of clinical jargon there. <laughs> okay. um, and it was uh, first um, formed by Dr. Francine, Francine Shapiro, who is unfortunately no longer with us. Um, I really believe she should have won a Nobel Peace Prize for this because it's it's helped I would argue millions of people. So this is a very, very much what we call an evidence-based approach to treat trauma. There are a lot of other uh, therapies for trauma, but what I love about EMDR is its gentleness. Okay, so what I mean by that is, when a person, especially somebody who's had a lot of uh, chronic and complex experiences of trauma, you can't just expect them to talk about it. Right, and in ta- in therapy, that's what we do. It's talk therapy most most of the time, right? Oh, right. EMDR is a different kind of talk therapy in that the client never ever has to disclose to the therapist what the gory details are of the trauma, which is usually the the things that a person doesn't want to unpack or talk about or process. So they don't have to verbalize that to me, and we can still completely heal a traumatic experience. But they, they would have to categorize it for me. For example, you know, if I say, hey, so what, com- what came up? And they might say, there's an image, I don't want to talk about it. And so I say, okay, was it negative or a positive um, experience for you to remember that image? And usually they'll say one or the other. And so we just say, okay, go with that. So there's a sense of agency that a client will have over the process of processing that traditional talk therapy doesn't offer. And so just going back to the mechanics, the premise in EMDR is to stimulate both sides of the brain, left and right brain, as you're processing something painful or challenging. Okay. And the belief around that is that for some reason, when, you're, when your left and right brain are engaged, somehow it's easier to talk about something really hard or scary. Okay? So, you know, okay. you, you've talked about walk, you may have heard walk, walk, walk and talk therapy kind of thing where, you know, you're walking with a friend and you're talking about stuff, right? Or you're playing tennis, for example, with a buddy and you're, you're talking about stuff, right? And it doesn't seem like you're really talking, but somehow when you, when your brain is engaged in another activity while you're talking about something really hard and painful, somehow it's easier because, you know, my part of my theory around that too is 
you're not focusing on so much on it. It's not the it's not the only thing you're thinking about, right? Like your brain okay. is engaged in doing other things. But what it does, Gary, what we found out, and there's been a lot of studies around this. Brain scans have showed pre-EMDR brain and post-EMDR brain, and how much that brain has really healed after a, a, um, a period of time doing EMDR, is that the memory becomes integrated. Meaning, the best way I can ex explain memory and traumatic experience integration is the wound is now a scar. Okay. Right? So sometimes with trauma, what we have to be careful is if you keep talking about it and bringing it up and bringing it up and you're not really kind of helping the client move through it, integrate it, or close the loop, the feedback loop that's happening. That's why there's a lot of symptoms and intrusive thoughts, not to get super technical. Hopefully I'm making sense here. Um, yeah, is that it. Yeah, is that it, it can just exacerbate the symptom. You just kind of keep opening the wound up, but it's not healing. So with EMDR, and again, other therapies um, can achieve the same thing, but I just love EMDR, like I said, because I love the gentleness of it mm. um, and how it gives people more agency over the process. So with EMDR, it really does that, and it does it with less number of sessions. So not only is it quicker, if you're paying out of pocket, it's cheaper. <laughs> And there's actually, you know, some studies that have shown exactly that when they compare it to other forms of trauma intervention, they find that, you know, one study at least that I read that EMDR tends to just give results a lot quicker. And so people get relief faster and they don't have to spend as much time in therapy. I love that. It's so interesting that, you know, so many times with, um, especially with trauma therapy is that. The, the trauma, I mean, we are good as human beings at like kind of packing things away and moving it away, you know, and compartmentalizing, and, compartmentalizing. But sometimes we stuff it so far away, it goes back into our lizard brain and yes. then it gets and then because everything is processing through there first before it gets up to our rational thinking part, we're having these reactions that we don't understand. And why is this depressing me? Why am I anxious about this? Right. You know, I'm worried about the future, perseverating over the past and all these things. And and then now. You know, people like you, a trauma therapist, you're going in and you're finding these these methods that work this this miracle and going and helping people kind of deal with that and get their brain to go, okay, lizard brain, stop controlling me. Right. And, and you and I love how you're saying that you make it a scar rather than go through the the, the cycle loop over and over and over. And, yes. And that's the thing. And I, I love what you're saying and I really appreciate it because I know um, you know, trauma therapy is really a big deal. People have trauma all different parts of their life and how we deal with it is so unique and so different to each individual. It seems like that we, we just don't deal with trauma very well at all. And we don't recognize, you know, that event screwed me up, you know, right. and I think we are so good at saying, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tough. You know, I'm, I, you know, I work out all the time. I'm really healthy. I can deal with really hard stuff. And then mm -hmm. you have this horribly traumatic event and then you just bury it. I mean, like soldier type stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but we have that in yeah. our own lives right. with 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 children. And I'm always concerned that, you know, with the pandemic, you know, how is that going to affect little guys like my I've got grandkids that are t two years old. So guess what? They don't see adults faces. 
You know, they mm-hmm. just don't see adults' faces, and mm-hmm. they're and they're and they're being taught by kind of this world around them. That, oh my gosh, people are not safe. People are dirty. People are going to get you sick. People are going to kill you, and it's like all these things. But as parents. And, you know, as a society, we have to be able to deal with that and kind of like go, okay, we have to be really aware of these things and, and don't shame people for wearing masks or don't shame people for doing their behaviors. It's like, it's okay. You know, Billy, that's fine. He's wearing masks because, you know, he's kind of determined that that's the best thing for him. And, and we're doing this because that's the best thing for us. And, and I I just love how you're dealing with that. And I, um, I really, I mean, seriously, as a, as what you're doing as a therapist, I mean, I love you for that. I know our listeners do. And these are things that, oh my gosh, if people, if our listeners really understood the, the, the percentage of people in our, just people around us that, that suffer, trauma and hardship and all that. I mean, it is huge, huge percentages of numbers that of people, we, they just bury it. And then sometime it comes out. Yeah. And the thing too, that I think most people don't realize is that we've all had trauma. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of severity, you know? So in my world, we have what we call little T's and big T's. So big awesome. traumas. Okay. Right? So uh-huh. Like PTSD from war or sexual assault, right? Losing, you know, and losing a loved one. Um, and then there's the little T's, the little micro injuries, the little emotional tears, right? You got put down. Maybe you were made fun of or you were made to feel not good enough by your parents when you never get A's. Oh, uh, sorry, when you get a B, only when you get an A. There's so many different... F- ways that we get injured, you know, emotionally and psychologically. And so the cumulative effects of that can create enough trauma where EMDR would be appropriate as an intervention. Okay. Well, I'll just have to tell you though, um, Cecile, now that you've mentioned grades and all that kind of stuff, I now I'm suffering from PTSD because I just went back to high school. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Oh my gosh. My right? You don't forget. So this no, whole notion that time heals all wounds, it's absolutely not true. No, it's uh, no, you cuz you have to deal with it. It's, it's just, just it's, repressed, it's, you know. Yes, absolutely. Or compartmentalized, um, yeah. He, I love okay. So we take it. I think I'm gonna need to do a little. Uh, I know. No, EMDR therapy now. on you. Hey, just like a, during hey, the break. At, let me see your finger, quick. Um, anyway, so yeah, yeah, we're gonna come back. Cecile's gonna do EMD therapy on on your host Gary Quackenbush. You're listening to the Word on Wealth, and we're on Friday where we deal with mental wealth. And we, when we come back, Cecile is gonna tell us about mental health and money, and do they have a tie-in? Let's figure that out. We'll be right back on the Word on Wealth. All right. We are here with our new best friend, (laughs) Cecile. Okay. Before we go on, though, I know I promise we're going to talk about mental health and money, but um, tell me about your uh, Get Mental Radio Show and podcast. Oh, thank you. Yes. So, By the way, we are live streaming on... the reason I am at yeah, the reason I am where I am is because I'm we're live streaming this on Facebook. We do it all the time, and um, as you've been talking, everybody knows what you look like because I've been on your web page and showing them your picture. <laughs> oh. And now I've got up on your web page the Get Mental Radio Show and Podcast, which that gives me the chills. Talk about it. Oh, thank you. So Get Mental used to be a radio show here at this station. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. We were on the air before that. COVID. For about a year, and then when the shutdowns happened, I decided to shut it <laughs> shut it down myself. No, I'm kidding. I decided to take a break from going into the radio station, 
just because I had my own fears, right? And again, I have a person at home who's high risk, so I just really wanted to get my bearings before I started kind of being out there in the community. Um, so that's what happened, and we uh, repurposed the shows into a podcast. Nice. And so I continued recording Get Mental, but just from my house at that point for the next year after the shutdowns. And, you know, it's a show about all things mental health, basically. And the purpose of it, of what I originally was thinking and continue to be passionate about is really normalizing conversations about mental health, simplifying some of the language, like really breaking it down so people can relate to it more and understand it and destigmatizing mental health care destigmatizing oh, I love that. mental health symptoms. And so my or our hashtag in that spirit is we all have issues. Just we all have really issues. normalizing, right? That nobody's a perfect being. We're all in progress. We're all figuring things out. We all have stress. Some of us are coping better than others. Some of us have a little anxiety. Some of us have diagnosable levels of anxiety. And it's all okay. Like, let's just, let's get some help early on in the, in the pain cycle before we we actually, you know, are in crisis. Excellent. Love it. Uh, talk to us about um, your tie between mental health and money, please. Oh, yes. So <laughs> I'm not sure exactly how, how, you know, your previous guests have talk, talked about the relationship, but from a mental health standpoint, I'm really passionate about this. I really believe that there is such a strong relationship between our money, our mindset, and our mental health, right? Our mental health affects our money and our spending patterns, and our money also affects our mental health or our lack of it, right? So there's like a, a symbiotic relationship. This might seem like a stupid question, but it's Absolutely. definitely a tie-in. Maybe this is a part of what you're talking about. Yeah. What do you say to the term, and I've heard, okay, and I'm guilty of it too, retail therapy? <laughs> well, it's, it's therapy if it's healthy, <laughs> if it's done in a healthy way. So you're not overspending, you're not living beyond your means, right? I think when a lot of people do it, and again, I'm... In the past, I have been guilty of that. Not so much anymore, but generally you're having a bad day, you're having a bad mood. Okay, let's buy something to make myself feel better. <laughs> well, Most it depends. Are you buying a... The overall price tag. Right, like it depends on what you're mindset. buying. It's so funny, Noah. <laughs> say, say that I'm again. being honest. I, no, I, I, because I just don't think thing, more people look at the at the overall price tag when they're you know when they're maybe yeah. having a bad day. Okay, I'm buying something, whatever it costs me, I'll deal with the finances later. Well, that's yeah, emotional, that, right? That's emotionally motivated. That's impulsivity. So that's what I wanted to also talk about: is the how do you know it's healthy versus not? It, whether in that that would be the answer would be whether it's returnable without additional cost. <laughs> Well, it depends. I hope you're not wearing it or using it, then returning it. Then we're really getting into the weeds of what else is going on. Oh my gosh, Noah, why'd you bring this up? It's so true. But we we all know that Noah likes to spend. I I, I like the shop, I'm not going to lie. But I'm very healthy about it now. Let's point that out. Good. How do you know it's it's in in the healthy range, Noah? Because uh, what I do now, and again, I didn't used to be this way. I so do, so do therapy on it. Hey, and no, I ask no, myself right as now. I'm doing it, okay, can I budget for this? Do I have this already set aside in my yes. budget? 
because mm -hmm. then it's going to put me in a worse mood when I realize now that I have debt that I absolutely can't afford to take on. Exactly. So that's and great. Then you, then you got to talk to me and I got to help you back out of it. And Noah, we got to And I already talked to Gary enough. So, you know, it's, oh my And again, goodness. a disclaimer, I'm not a financial expert, but I do see a lot of this kind of intersectionality all the time in, um, in our work, you know? So somebody might say, you know, um, I, I, I can't afford therapy, for example, but then they tell you that they're doing all sorts of things, right? I'm going to this concert. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. So not that you need to like but always be like in therapy, but you know, besides, <laughs> I might get a jackpot. Right. I might get a jackpot. I'd rather and then go it's going to the be big and I made it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't afford mental health. Yeah. I know. Well, pff, anyway. Well, that's another just, conversation, but as far it, as it like. It totally is. But well, so that's, that's, it, it should be affordable in right? Mentally prioritizing. I agree. Yes, yes. And like mm -hmm. what we're really looking for are patterns, okay? It, are you having a pattern? Like retail therapy, if it's not, you know, causing you and your loved ones harm, if you're not being financially irresponsible, right? If, you're, um, if your identity and worth is not really inherently tied to it, then that sounds pretty healthy. Okay, I guess I'll stop. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> this is going to be a Dear Abby session. I know, it's because I'm sorry. No, I'm logging off right now. I'm sorry. I'm logging off of Amazon right now. <laughs> Take the things out of your cart, Gary. <laughs> I'm kidding you. Well, I mean, Amazon one is hard. Even my husband te teases me about that. But yeah, so that's what the, you want to have some awareness, right? You yes. pause for a second and go, okay, what am I really going for? Do I really need another, you know, I don't know, can opener, for example? <laughs> Do I really need all the colors, right, of this particular thing? Yes. Or am I going for something else that I think this thing is going to give me? Right. Is this flower, is this thing I'm going to buy, this accessory from my mountain bike, is it really going to make it easier to pedal up that hill right. because I have this really super cool water bottle now? Right. Or am I really fulfilling another need that A, is unconscious, or B, I don't want to acknowledge right now? Well, and my thing is, thank you, Noah, for bringing up my retail therapy problem, is now <laughs> I go like, okay, retail, the, the thing is, there is so much easily accessible oh, stuff. Gosh, it's like it's, it's at our it's fingertips, like, are, are, right? And are you surfing YouTube? Are you doing whatever? The thing is, there's good. There's the there's the bright side of that, and then there's the ugly, dark, nasty side of it. And it's like you know, there's really good YouTube videos, but there's a lot of trash and garbage out there. There's really nice things to buy on Amazon, but then are you supporting the right cause if you're supporting Amazon? And there's all there's just so much of that, and <clears throat> but. I think really a lot of this, uh, what I'm kind of getting from this is that we really, we really have to kind of do our own research, understand, like you're saying, like our own, what is our own risk? What, what's and, your motivation uh, as well? What's the motivation? How can we, you know, how is this going to really help or hurt me? Because I just think too many times, I mean, when we talk to therapists on this show, it's like too many times we don't, we don't know our motivation. And then when we finally really figured out, you go, oh, wow, that's really a bad motivation. I need to change my ways. Or not that um, it's bad. as we see in right. therapy, it's not good or bad, right? But it's that it, it's, you know, let's help you get your needs met in a way where it could really get met. Okay. You Excellent. Know? And sometimes that doesn't include 
money, or things at all? Well, let's say somebody <laughs> is out of control with their money, right? Mm -hmm. They just, they, they don't budget. They hate the word budget. They go, oh, budgeting is awful. And I know it's difficult, mm -hmm. but difficult things are actually good for you a lot of times. But if people are like out of control with their money, they're now in debt, they look at their credit card statements and they're just building. I mean, that has a huge effect on people's mental health. Absolutely. It, and it's, it's back to that thing I was talking about. Is it the chicken or the egg? Right? Because mm -hmm. if you've had a lot of depression, anxiety, you know, trauma, that can lead to substance abuse, gambling, sex addiction, relationship addiction, other forms of addiction. I mean, there's always a, a co-occurring, co, co you know, mm -hmm. um, conditions in mental health. And if, if you're not aware of that, if you're not getting help for that, it's not just all of a sudden going to get better. Mm -hmm. Right. Patterns get ingrained and then you're, you are most likely going to end up in some kind of deficit. You lose your friends, you lose your loved ones, you lose your job, you lose your house. Right. These well, are isn't that the where they say scenarios. that some and most relationships or marriages that fail long term relationships that I'm talking about happen typically because of misused and overspent money? Yes. So I don't know what the current research is. But when I was in grad school, I was so stunned by this. I never forgot it. My professor said, here's the top three reasons for divorce. Okay. Money, sex, and in-laws in order. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can see that. I can see how all of those three things can really break a marriage. Because money's not just about money. Money's mm -hmm. about power. Okay. Especially in unhealthy relationships, it gets misused, it gets used as a tool to control, to manipulate, right? You know, I mean, it is such a loaded statement, uh, topic. That's why I am so excited too that you're doing a show like this, Gary, because <laughs> it, it's not just about money, it's our relationship with money. Exactly. Because the thing is, when you get the, the when if you're out of control with debt and you have a couple that's out of control with debt, sometimes you're right. It's kind of a numbing behavior. Like, okay, we're not going to face the world. Let's go shopping. Right. Um, and that's when you you know when I hear retail therapy, I mean, it, to me, it's always a negative connotation. That's that because I deal with money. I mean, I deal right. with financial problems and tax problems, and you know. That oh, you probably see all the emotions behind that. Oh, it's 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 crazy. It's really really. Um, the bad term to use on a show like this, right? but <laughs> it's like, it's really, to me, it's very eye-opening when you start to realize that people really get tied up in money and it, it affects everything. It affects all their relationships and right. when they're in debt and they're overloaded and it's like all they're getting is mail and now they're getting collection agency notices. You feel like, first of all, you feel like an idiot and you feel like a complete failure. The shame. And then if your spouse is like going, dude, are you serious? You know, I thought you were going to take care of me. What's going on? You got the shame thing going on, shaming myself. I'm being shamed, you know, all these things. Right. And that's why we have to really go like therapy with people too and say, you guys, this happens and there are ways to manage it. You need to manage it. It's like, you know, instead of people just really freaking out and saying, oh my gosh, I am, I am a worthless human being because I'm out of control with my money. We've been taught as a child to manage money. And when we lose that ability to, it's very, very stressful for people. And sometimes you need therapy on that. Absolutely. And that's, why, and that's why we have people like you. So you guys, um, Cecile is at Transcend Therapy CA, like Transcend 
therapycalifornia.com. So you can get a hold of her, um, schedule a visit, um, talk to her about these things. You know, I just ask her, Cecile, is this something where I should be talking to you about it? What would this take? Um, I have insurance here and there, whatever. Um, is there some way I can get this covered? <clears throat> What I was told by a very good uh, therapist friend of mine, she, she literally, she said, you spend money on repairing your car, you spend money on your physical health, you need to spend money on your mental health and have your checkups. Absolutely. It's one of the best investments you'll ever make. You know, I mean, I do, I do wish it was more affordable in our country. I'm not, you know, as a, as a, just as a a mental health advocate, Mm -hmm. I wish it was, but we're not there yet. But since we're not there yet, let's, let's again, go back to focus on the things you can control. Right. right? And research, listen to to this show, go to your podcast, start to invest in yourself. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're going to take a really quick break. Can you stay with us for a couple more minutes, Cecile? Of course. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back with Cecile Ahrens um, on the word on wealth. All right, you're here with Cecile Ahrens. She's got this great podcast. You're gonna go on to it. And if I click on here, it is called Get Mental. So if you go to your favorite podcast app, it doesn't matter whether it's iTunes or Spotify or Google, just search for Get Mental and you'll find find that it's Cecile. We're talking about mental health and how to get really good help. It's it's kind of hard to do it if you don't have the money to do it. Mm-hmm. Podcasts are free. Listening to this radio show is free. We are here every Friday at two o'clock on um, the same station that you're listening to. And we're putting it on podcasts and you have pod- great podcasts like this from Cecile, which is called Get Mental. Thank so you. So those are the things that you can do. You know, you're helping people. We love that. We love you for that because it's, it's we really, um, you know, none of our families are exempt from mental health. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if Noah told you that my, my son, Matt Quackenbush, is actually a mental health. He's a trauma therapist up in uh, Lehigh, Utah. Oh, no, and, I did not know yeah, that. He deals mostly with first responders, you know, police, firemen, yes. and, and the whole, you know, oh. it's this whole thing trying to figure out the trauma, the traumatic event, where it came from. And yeah. and just talking to him, it, it, it just sometimes it just makes me so like anxious, like, oh, my gosh, there's got to be something I can do. And mm-hmm. so once, you know, we started doing this radio show and I, I kind of took it over, I went, you know what? I'm going to give Fridays to mental health. And I, oh, I know wow. I've been told from, from people like Gary, you can't mention mental health on the radio. It's people are going to, they're going to kind of like, Ooh, I don't want to listen to Gary anymore. Cause he's talking about mental health. Oh, but no. you know what? I kind of don't care because I know in my family personally, there's a, there's issues with that. There's things yeah. to deal with. And I am just so proud of, of all of you mental health uh, professionals that, you know, put yourself on the line out there. I mean, right. It's very competitive to get it right. There's things that are changing all the time, but mm-hmm. I just um, we and love you for what you're work. doing. It's very it hard, hard work. work. So well, it's, it's your son you is gotta, a, you got to keep yourself going. I exactly. mean, you, you're dealing with other people's you know darkness and issues like that, and then you have to figure out how to keep yourself going. And I just and keep I your own light. You. Yeah, it, it's really true. Yeah, um, I would thank you love for it what you're if, doing. You, you're welcome. And I would love you because we don't have that much time to finish up the show, but I sure. would really love to kind of have, um, I, I like like pointers and tools for people. What are a couple of tools, you know, one, two or three different tools that you can give our listeners and say, these are things that I recommend and they will help you get over, you know, get through or deal with or manage like depression, anxiety, and kind of your general mental health. What are like three things, maybe one, two or three things that we could do 
like maybe on a daily basis to help us stay mentally healthy. Okay, thank you. Yes. So some of this is going to sound very simple, but oftentimes, you know, awesome. That's really part of the solution. Are these simple mm-hmm. things that we we know work? So exercise is a really big one. Move your body. It doesn't mean you have to be in a gym. It could be a walk, you know, it could be stretching. There's really no good reason anymore why we can't exercise, right? You could do it from home. So moving your body is really, really key if you are trying to live a healthy, balanced life and have a sense of wellness about your life. You just can't, you just can't skip that. I don't know anybody who's truly happy and healthy and joyful and are not moving their bodies. Um, Talking to friends about what's going on, you know, start with your support circle, lean on them, be a little bit more vulnerable, tell them what's really going on. If they say, how are you? If you're really not well, take a chance, you know, say, well, actually I've been feeling a little down or stressed out or frustrated. You know, we all need support, okay? And if you don't have that in your life, that might be the time where you might consider like, you know, a meetup group, looking for like-minded people, an online group, and if you can afford it, then an actual like therapy group or mental health services. But support is really important. Exercise and support. And I guess the last thing I would say, just on a practical note, and we live in San Diego, is really, um, I'm a strong proponent of what's called nature therapy. So in other circles, it's called ecotherapy. So it's really just being around nature, you know, water, trees, the birds. Does a tremendous good, Cecile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell me about, what do you mean by that, Noah? Uh, Real quickly, because we are running out of time. I find whenever I feel like I'm overloaded, just from a stressed out standpoint, when I remove myself from the day to day Mm -hmm. and I go off somewhere, one of my favorite places, whether it's Sunset Cliffs here in San Diego or I like the mountains and I go on a drive somewhere up the mountains and I am with God, I am with nature, it grounds me and brings me back to a balanced level. I always come out feeling better. Thank you. I'm so glad you shared that because, I mean, and I think we all have that experience, right? Over and over and over again. That's why we seek these kinds of experiences. And that's why we we go to great lengths to go on vacation, to be around beautiful nature, because inherently it really calms our nervous system down. And there are more studies that are actually showing that. So we know it in our bodies that it works, but now science is starting to show that it really works. And um, in the medical community, uh, a lot of um, doctors are also recommending that now for uh, patients with uh, heart disease and cardiovascular disease. Just getting outside. I mean, that's the the bottom line. I've heard that from, from, you know, therapists and scientists. It's all get outside. Get outside outside and enjoy, enjoy the, enjoy. enjoy the environment. Well, folks, that's a wrap with Cecile Ahrens of Transcend Therapy CA. Transcend Therapy CA. Um, Go to her website, figure out uh, her Get Mental podcast and listen to that so you can have all these resources. Thanks for joining us today on Get Mental with Cecile Ahrens. To learn more about Cecile, become a sponsor or guest on Get Mental. Or if you have any questions about mental health, visit TranscendTherapyCA.com. That's TranscendTherapyCA.com. Join us next week at this same time for more talk on all things mental health on Get Mental with Cecile Ahrens.